Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I got another update. Skalundaloon! Is this uh, breaking? Ornberger's going to join us at 445. He won't. Yeah, he will. He will. He said this. The San Francisco 49ers are an Instagram filter. It doesn't matter <laughs> there which you go. quarterback. I like that. That yeah. is so good. It doesn't yeah. matter which quarterback played in this system. They What's would look way better What's than I'm they hearing, did before I'm going through that filter. If you again. put Kirk Cousins in San Francisco this year, 100%. they're going to the Super Bowl. If you put Geno Smith in the San Francisco system this year, they're going to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy is off to a great start with his career. But we're looking at him through the Instagram filter of the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. What? There you go. Why does that keep happening, though? Don't turn your mic off. Don't turn my mic off. I'm never allowed to turn my mic off? Nope. We, can we use talk back? Can we use the cough button? There's mics in front of you. Gotta talk Did you ever There's consider no... telling me that? There, yeah. It's I've muted it a couple times to try to cough because I Good Lord Lucas. I Dublin, yeah. Dublin Marge actually with the very, very smart comment about what we should be doing. Dude, no doubt that would fix all of this. All of it. She suggested I should be putting my lips on a farmer. Exactly. What yeah, the hell, I mean, dude? This is the kind of you, like you were you don't want me to swear and then you start doing this crap. Right. And you know Damn it! Normally Damn it, Farhan! Thank you. Get out, Lucas. Damn it, Farhan! Normally, you. Trade him! Hey, you know, guys, hey. we're going to do this thing. Jorge Soler, did you hear? Did you hear? No way. What? No, they're talking. Oh, they're talking. <laughs> Normally, when you do something like this, you would tell, oh. hey, guys, don't worry about the cough button. And if you turn the mic off, it'll default back yeah. to court. I mean, all these things. Like, I turned off for one second, and then all of a sudden... I don't even know what the hell I heard. So no, you heard something. air. Yeah. You heard the, I heard what's uh, on 95.7 The Game, which, yeah. by the way, the Warriors continue the East Coast road trip, um, yeah. not just tonight, but Wednesday and Thursday, which means we will be continuing our hullabaloo, our clam bake. Oh, boy, whatever on the this free is. <laughs> on the free Odyssey app and our Twitch and YouTube channels on those days. So today... Wednesday, Thursday, just as we're doing right now. The power of now. It's like space balls. You know where we are right now, Dibs? We're here, Mark. Now. Yeah. The show is now. It's happening right now. Yeah. Okay. And you want to make sure you're listening Wednesday and Thursday because then we'll tell you how you can win a trip to Vegas to see Billy Joel 
later this year. We're going to fly you out there and get you tickets. So make sure you're with us when we continue our show on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Um, Also, do you need to get some red and gold or station merch ahead of the big game? Got to visit breakingtea.com slash 957. That's our merch store. That's the way it's cool to say it. You don't say merchandise. You just say merch, okay? We got merch there. Got McCaffrey, Purdy, Debo, show-specific merch from Willard and Dibs, and much more. So check it all out, breakingtea.com slash 957. Why would you say that, Lori? Why would you say that? What'd you say? This show is as good as the Niners practice field. That's a bunch of bold... Lori, I've, I've been warned. I thought... I thought Look, yeah. I warned him. Lori, that's not... Whatever. It's... I mean, yeah. The sod is loose, and so is the show. So there you go. Yeah. Honestly, this is just another example of the National Football League putting up a middle finger to NFL players. They don't care about the players. They don't even care to offer them a suitable practice field. Basically, you're supposed to go in December and examine the facility, and they probably went and said, yeah, 100-yard field, couple of uprights, yeah, we're good to go. Whoever the NFC team is, they'll just deal with it because it's the big game, and we're the NFL, and this is how we do it. They don't even care. They don't even care enough to give the players decent fields for actual games. Well, I wonder so what, why would you care enough to give them a decent field for a practice? I wonder what the changeup is going to be, though. Because the 49ers clearly demanded something and the NFL blinked. Because if they were thinking, hey, we're going back, we're, dude, we're out. We've got a media event tonight and uh, bleep you. We're out. Right. We gone. And then it's like, okay, now they've now they've calmed down. I guarantee you it's not the NFL did not convince them. So go take Debo back out to loose sod right. and run around in circles and have a good time. And the Niners just went, okay. Like that, 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 that's not how it went. So I wonder where they're going to be. Well, I wonder where they're going to be starting tomorrow. I can tell you where they're going to be. Where they're going to be? They're going to be at Viper Lacrosse Fields Family Sports Complex, Mark, on North Durango, North Durango Drive. What are you talking about? I'm looking at. I just typed in Las Vegas Fields, and uh, what came up is a lovely. Oh, they got a play structure too. Exciting. Trent Williams going down the twisty slide. Or they might be at Buckskin Basin Park Soccer Fields. Uh, they could be at the Betty Wilson Soccer Complex. Maybe they go to Charleston Heights Park. Do you want me to spend the next two hours citing Please, all, read of the, all fields? the parks in the greater Las Vegas area? There is uh, Palo Verde Baseball Field, all right. Desert Breeze Park Soccer Complex. That sounds delightful. Faith, you got to have faith. Faith Lutheran football field. By the way, these are probably all right next to where the Niners and Chiefs are actually playing because they are, they're, they're 25 to 30 minutes off the strip. I do think this is kind of a funny thing. It's not something to get too hot and bothered about, although it would annoy me if I were a player. Okay, so, so here we go, NFL. You have a multi-billion dollar agreement with DraftKings and FanDuel. You have a team in Vegas. You are now holding the Super Bowl, your largest event in Vegas. Yet you have the nerve to tell me, the player, that I'm not allowed to go play blackjack on my day off? Really? That would annoy me if I were 
one of the players. So they can't even play blackjack. They cannot gamble. At they, all? They cannot. Pygow? Craps? They, they can't play Keno. Slots? Dibs. They can't even play Keno. So you can, and let me get this straight here. It's not Key Yes, it's <clears throat> Keno. Thank you. That's a three. Number three. Uh, Grady's checked out. But I, I, I That's think, enough for me, Doug. <laughs> he's still with us. And I only say it because we can't see Grandy. He's like seven studios away. This is so much fun. So you can tell me that they can go and play the lottery, for example, mm-hmm. which is a game of chance in and of itself, but you can't go and play Keno, which is basically the same thing as playing the lottery. <laughs> Am I right? Like Keno is yeah, like like ghetto version. I mean, like whoa, Keno. Whoa. I'm just saying, Keno is a depressing room. I've been there. My dad had a philosophy in gambling when I when when he used to you know teach me the game when he was when I was younger. Old Tom Willard. He would he Keno is where you go when it ain't going well. Yeah. Okay. He's like you go slow it down because I can just go sit in this room, order a drink, and there's one game every like. Eight minutes. Oh yeah, and I can play for a dollar. So in other words, I could sit here for two hours and lose, and I'm out eleven bucks. Yeah, right. So you know like, what Kino is for me, Mark? What is it's it? It's Eastern Europe, and the year was 1993. Excuse me, if I may. I was in Europe on a uh, 70 day trek, and I was in. Oh, Switzerland's expensive. Austria's no joke, and you're making your way east. And I got to Prague, and I looked at my... Marate? <laughs> thank you. Uh, possible Super Bowl champ coming up. Indeed. You get to Prague, you get to Hungary, and you realize, I'm running out of money. And what do you do? You got three weeks left until your flight home. You go east, young man. You go to Poland, which is where things are very, very affordable. And that's kind of what Kino is. You're down a bunch. You lost money at craps. The blackjack dealer has screwed you over one last time. How did I, oh man, I doubled down and I, I got a two. I'm so pissed right now. You go to Kino. That's what Kino is, Mark. Eastern Europe, you wanna affordable. Know, you want to know what Kino is to me? The reason I like gambling. Because it takes it out of your hands? No. My parents brought us to, I can't tell you if I was in Reno or Lake Tahoe. I don't know which. I don't know which. But as a kid, they got Kino in the restaurants. So you, it's not just in the casino. Yeah. So we go to some restaurant where you get a basket with a burger and fries in it or whatever I want as a kid. So I got my cheeseburger and my fries, and there's this board up on the wall with all the numbers flashing up there. It looks like a bingo board or something. And I'm like, what's that? And then what do I see in the middle of the table? Dibs? I see crayons. And a kid looks at a table with crayons and goes, well, that's for me. So give me one of those pieces of paper right there in the middle and give me a crayon. And I'm going to do some drawing. And then I looked at it, and there's writing all over the piece of paper. Mommy, Daddy, what's this? It's all of these numbers. Well, they quickly explained to me. They're like, well, so see that board up there? Like, you get to fill out a bunch of numbers, and you can pick however many you want. You do two, you can do three, you can do four, whatever you want. I chose three. And they're like, if all of the numbers come up, you win. And I'm like, that seems easy enough to understand. So I fill out my three numbers, and uh, my parents are like, we'll put two bucks on it, okay? And uh, we'll do that for you. That's from us to you. And we'll go ahead and put your little Kino ticket in. And we did. And I mean within nine numbers. Bink, bunk, 
bunk. Big bunk bunk? And I'm like, Mom, my numbers came up. And she goes, Mark. <laughs> no, sweetie. You got to do the Ellen. Oh, no, Mark. Thank you. You have to get all three numbers, not just one. Mom, I did. I got all three numbers. Scoreboard, Ellen. Spladow. <laughs> I won. Cash me out one time. I won forty-two dollars. What? Which at that age, I was like set for a month, a month. So boom, they're like, we told them he could play. So here's your forty-two bucks. Off to circus, circus you go. And I was up there ski balling and skeet shooting for hours <laughs> off of that forty-two bucks, dude. Circus, circus, and, and I was hooked. That's it. First time I ever tried anything in a casino. Bink, bank, bunk. Wow, winner. Next thing you know, you're strung out on pie gal as a nine-year-old, and you're running <laughs> dice games in fifth you know, grade, cruising through South Lake Tahoe with a fake ID. <laughs> like, is she looking at me? Is she looking at me? Cause I want to, I want to throw some cards right now. I got a twenty dollar bill burning a hole in my pocket. And money plays yeah, there, Jim. Let's go. One eight hundred bet bet bet. One eight hundred bet bet bet. Call my call message my phone. Call my message phone. Call my message phone. You're running games at recess. Hey, I tell you what, uh, Jimmy, you race Luke. I got Jimmy. You're minus one twenty five. <laughs> race to the oak tree and back, Jimmy. One eight hundred bet 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 bet. Oh gosh. All right, uh, John Avello is going to join us, guys. You can give him a buzz here in about three or four minutes. John Avello, who is, uh, I don't know his actual title. I think he's sports director at DraftKings. He was the race and sports director at the Wynn Hotel and Casino for years. We'll talk to him about this number, the anatomy of it, how it all comes together. We might take a bathroom break. There's all kinds of stuff that could happen. Get on over to YouTube. We got good numbers there now, but I really want great ones. Okay, so few things here. If you're on the app right now, um, that's great. We're, we, we invite you to stay there. Of course, the Warrior game and, and countdown coverage there is over on 95.7 The Game. But on Twitch and YouTube, it is a different way to bring in the show. And uh, as we said, a little bit of a looser show today. Uh, Matt Nahagian has come in and threatened us. Wow. That's already happened. Uh, Grandy is about eight blocks away making fun of us with different drops. So we've got that going. A little bit more storytelling out there, and we want to. Uh, we also thank you. We want to react to you and your comments as well, uh, like Brendan Dillinger, who says "love shooting skeet," which I don't even know if that's the right word for it. You know that stupid carnival game where you get the water gun and you have to shoot it right at the perfect circle, and then the whole idea is just to leave it there, like yeah, to not yeah, move. Yeah. And you're racing the clown balloons or whatever, and the first one to get the balloon pop, you win a prize? Yeah. That, whatever that's called. I don't even know what that's called, but that's what I was playing. That's what I was playing. And then what was the, like, Super Bowl or something, where you throw, you rolled the little racket ball into the little holes? What was that one And called? then the horse would, like, go across. Yeah, and the, uh... well, yeah, something, something. Anyway. I was doing that for an entire day. No, it's God. You're bringing me back because and I want I, a huge teddy bear. I a took the kids there bear. when Keon must have been about four, and he's now twenty. And uh, yeah, yeah, we were we went down to Circus Circus, which Quest called Circus 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 for some reason. He he put the third circus on there, so we forever would call it Circus Circus Circus. And this is in uh, had to be Reno. 
I think, yeah, Kelp? not South Lake. Yeah. Keon goes down to the the game where you have a ping pong ball and you have to throw it in the lily pad and all the lily pads are floating around on the water and he goes in there, total teardrop as a four-year-old and drills it <laughs> and he got the giant stuffed animal. And so from then on, that was kind of his thing, going to those carnival games and throwing the ping pong ball at the moving target and he was elite. Um, absolutely. I, 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 uh, I, man, it was so fun. That was, that was the absolute best. Those, uh, those were the days. All right. Johnny Avello is going to join us in a little bit. Uh, they call him Las Vegas's top odds maker, Las Vegas's top odds maker. So, uh, guys are going to get him on the line here shortly. And guys, obviously let us know when, uh, when Johnny is ready to go, cause we can't see anything anymore. See no evil, yeah. hear no evil. Flying blind. It's just you and we'll me. We'll let you know. Give us a minute. All right, no, take your time, Grandy. It wasn't, Luke's calling him right yeah, now. Yeah, it wasn't a threat. It, we're good. We're good. You take your time. Just Okay, let's give, us, give us like 20 minutes then. No, you can't have 20 minutes. Don't oh, be ridiculous. Right. That's an unreasonable request. Why would you do that? Get Johnny on yeah. and talk to him about the Niners being a two-point favorite in this game. And how that comes about. How that came together. And remember, he was texting me for... A couple of weeks leading up, in anticipation of the Niners Ravens playing in the game, I kept asking him, "What would the number be?" Because after what happened on Christmas night, I think a lot of people thought that uh, that the Ravens would be favored. And after Week One of the playoffs, he goes, "Ravens uh, or the Niners would be minus three and a half." And then after the Packer debacle, he goes, eh, "It's down to three, but the Niners is still favored by a field goal." Then they fall down by 17. The Ravens don't even win. Next thing you know, poof, Niners by two and a half against the Chiefs, and then that moves down. So anyway, um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to uh, to see kind of how this whole thing comes together because I still think it's hard for people to wrap their heads around Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Right, and if you look at the recent history of point spreads in the, in the big game, in the Super Bowl, last year the Chiefs were underdog. And the Chiefs won outright. And the year before that... Hi, the, is McKenna back there? Yeah. Hi. We can hear that, guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Grandy, Lucas, we can hear that. That's on the that's She was going to give me a net. This is great, though. I yeah. Mean, we're, that's Johnny. We're doing that's it live. That's Johnny. That is Johnny. I know Johnny's voice. That's Johnny. Yeah. Okay. And he's but looking for McKenna. It, and I don't yeah, know if McKenna is back there or not, Johnny. <laughs> I'll, I'll look. And uh, a lot of dogs is what I'm saying, Mark. The last three Super Bowls... Dog, uh, the, the Bengals covered as a dog. They didn't win outright. The Bengals were right. four point dogs. Chiefs, they covered. Chiefs were the dog. Chiefs were the dog. Uh, Chiefs were actually Tampa Bay was the dog. Chiefs were yes, the dog the, last year. And, and yes, and, Eagles and, by two. And remind me when the Niners and Chiefs played last time, were the Niners the small Niners favorite? were the dog, according That's to com. Okay, KC was favored by one and a by half. One and a half. Yes. And, I think uh, the Niners might have opened as a favorite, but then it moved. It yeah. was close. It was close the whole time. Very, very small spread. Philly was a dog when they beat New England back in 2018. Uh, they were, Philly was four and a half point dogs. They won outright. So it's a bit of a cautionary tale in terms of dogs. And I'm going back to 2012, and you see that the underdogs have covered nine of the last uh, 13. Uh, Drew Forder on YouTube. This is how I want every show to sound like forever. Um, okay. So there's that. Carson Turner says, hey, Dibs, throw a potato at Grandy. 
that's someone who's listened to you for a long time. Yeah, that potato incident yeah. goes back about uh, eight years into downtown Oakland when I had a potato thrown at me. Um, I think we got him. Do do we, Johnny? Hey, Johnny, are you there? I'm here. I'm here, Mark. Hey, yeah. buddy. How, Johnny. how are you, Johnny? What's going on? Mark, Dan, great to talk to you guys. Well, things are real good. Thanks. I'm down in um, Phoenix for the waste management for oh. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm headed to back to Las Vegas because there's some event going on yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Don't, don't you have a perfect life? Are you flipping kidding me right now? Three days in Scottsdale at the waste management, followed by back to Vegas for the Super Bowl? I paid my dues, Mark. No I joke. In the bricks and mortar location in Las Vegas, and could never go to an event because you can't go to an event because if something happens, they say, "Where's Johnny? Where do we go? <laughs> we need approval. Machine broke down." I mean, you know, so you, you have to be there. And I was there for every event. I never went to Kentucky Derby. Never went to Super Bowl, March Madness, nothing. But now with drafting, just part of my job to go to some of these places. So it's a it's a little different uh, view on everything, but John, yeah. loving it. Johnny, just real quick before we focus on the Super Bowl, as a guy who plays a lot of fantasy golf, uh, who do you like in the waste management here coming up this weekend? Well, you know, I had I bet Scotty Scheffler myself a couple of years ago at 25-1, to 1, you know, and then he came back and won it again. Uh, he's always going to be around, but I'm the kind of guy, I'm always looking for players that are in that 20 to 50 range, you know, you got to look at guys like maybe Burns or there's so many good players out there now that you can get a really good price on. So um, you have to, you have to kind of scour the board, find the guys that, Hey, what's going on? Sorry, just some guys by me here. Uh, <laughs> find some guys we can get some good value on because the whole the whole field is good and anybody can jump up and win that win a tournament uh, on any given week. Uh, we get it. It's wild and chaotic at the Waste Management Open. That's the deal. Johnny Avello is with us. He is Las Vegas's top odds maker with DraftKings. And Johnny, I, I like first of all, thank you for always responding to my annoying texts. That I'm, that I'm sending you all the time about what would this spread be, what would that spread be. We'd love to hear how this all comes together. So let's start with why are the 49ers a two-point favorite over the Chiefs? Well, let's go back to maybe week seven in the NFL when the Chiefs were, uh, not, not week seven, week, maybe it's week 12, and the Chiefs were you know around 500 or so, not playing bad football, but not great football. And the 49ers were playing. This was after the 49ers went through that little bit of a lull. At that point, if that if this game would have taken place on that weekend or the week following weekend, the 49ers would have been seven-point favorite over the Chiefs. Hmm. So things change from week to week. Some teams' power rating is higher. Sometimes it's lower depending on, you know, how things are going for them at that particular time. Right now, the 49ers have kind of tailed off a little bit on the power rating. Doesn't mean that they're, uh, you know, worse, worse team they were. It's just that not playing as efficient as they were. And the Chiefs certainly have gotten better over the past three or four weeks. So uh, the numbers come up. Now, the 49ers are now, we opened this game two and a half. It quickly went down to one in the course of a day and a half or two. I thought it would come back up to two or two and a half, which it did come up to two, and it's been pretty steady at that number. Now, 
I will tell you at that number, mostly chief money. We are heavy on the chiefs and I don't expect that to stop. I, I, I think they will continue to bet the chiefs um, only for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's Mahomes is an underdog. It's Andy Reid is an underdog. Those guys, when they get in a big game, they get the job done, or at least they give you a nice showing. Uh, and so I think that's the uh, handicapping aside. I don't believe that's what's taking place here. It's just Chiefs value at points, and that, that's what the public's seeing. You mentioned that the money is heavy in on the Chiefs early. Is that mostly public money at this point? And does the sharp money come in later, or for the Super Bowl? Does it come in at different times based on just the volume of action you guys are going to get? That initial money that we took at two and a half, there was some sharp money in there that drove that number down to one. Uh, But then there was some sharp money that drove us back the other way. So sharps have an equal opinion on the early betting. I don't know what's going to happen with the late betting. Are the 49ers going to get pushed to three? I doubt it. I don't think this game hits three or it could get pushed back down to one again. So when you talk about sharp money, there was some sharp money on both sides of this game so far. Johnny Avello with DraftKings is joining us here on Willard and Dibs. We're all over the Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube. Glad you're with us with our Super Bowl countdown coverage. Johnny, could you take our listeners through the process? So the game's end. The 49ers had to rally to win. The Chiefs surprised everybody in Baltimore. What is that process that leads you all, odds makers, to a specific number? What do you do? Well, firstly, I have to tell you that the Super Bowl number is probably the easiest number that we put up for the entire year. And the reason is because we already know what that number is going to be give or take, uh, you know, a half a point or so. We've been planning on that for the whole week. If this team wins and they play well, this is going to be the number. If this team wins and they don't play play well, this is going to be the number. So we hung that number within um, a minute. We already knew what the number was going to be. So not, not that it wouldn't move, but that was our initial number that we put up was the two and a half. And the total 47 and a half, that was our total right from the beginning so um now like i told you guys if you went back three weeks ago the number would have been different a little bit different maybe 49ers would have been three and a half at that point but as we got closer to the games things changed uh teams played better teams uh were perceived their perceived value was a little bit lower so that's why we opened the two and a half so the process of opening up a Super Bowl number, it's not like a bunch of guys need to get around a number, around a table and come up with a number. We already knew what it was. The team was thinking about it. We all were on the same page, and that was the number that we released. Do you guys talk to other shops and other outlets in terms of trying to find that consensus, or is it a case where each book or each operation, DraftKings and the rest, do you guys all operate independently knowing that everyone's going to fall in about the same range? You know, I'm 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 not gonna uh, boast about it because I don't like to boast. But we are the market makers. We we put up the first number in most cases on everything, football, college football, baseball every day, and so we don't have anybody else to look at. Uh, so we go up first, and then others see us go up, and then 
then that's how the market gets made. So uh, we don't, we see what others do. Uh, you know, we can see what other shops have up, but we are the market maker. That may be the greatest flex in the history of this program, Johnny. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get Johnny a shirt. We are the market, the market maker. maker. I yes, love it. I love so it. Good. Johnny Avello, the market maker with us here on, uh, on Willard and Dibs. Johnny, what about this? You know, we, when you talked about a team playing well versus not playing well, the 49ers have had to struggle and come from behind in both of these games. How has that, just these last two games specifically, affected their power rating and the way that you guys number them? Yeah, like I said, they're down a few points. I mean, I'm a little concerned about watching them play lately. They don't seem to have the same swagger that they had. Um, but they, the players are there, and this is one game now. The last game against the Lions, uh, they really should have lost that game. Uh, I think the coach of the Lions, after the Lions were up, uh, you know, the couple of scores and didn't kick the field goal, uh, I thought that turned the whole game around. I, I'm sure you guys have beat that yep. drum many times. Yep. But, um, you know, momentum plays a big part in every sport. And if you give a team a little bit of fire when they have none, uh, sometimes that turns the whole game around. So the 49ers were fortunate. But I will tell you that in sports, you go back and look at winners of any sport through the years in any sport, you had to overcome some adversity at some point. You know, there was a game where you were down and shouldn't have won and you, and you won it. And so now it's down to one game. So I kind of throw that all out the window right now. 49ers aren't, don't, you know, they don't appear to be playing as well as they have in the past, but they got all, they've got the same core of players. They've got great offensive machine. Their defense is definitely more than adequate. Uh, so there's no excuses here. I just don't, I just don't throw that not playing well in, into this, not into this atmosphere for this game. Yeah, tough, too, to gauge it with the two-week break that is unlike most weeks during the regular year. Johnny, what's the difference in terms of the volume of money you guys are getting now as opposed to 10, 20, or even 30 years ago in terms of just volume of money bet on this game? Yeah, that's kind of an interesting question. Um, you know, when I didn't take a lot of million-dollar bets when I was in Las Vegas, but I took a few. And I started to take quite a few more when I was at the Wynn Hotel. And that was kind of unprecedented in town. You didn't see many million-dollar bets. But at DraftKings, it's kind of common uh, to take them, especially for a game like this. Uh, so, you know, back, I took a big bet for Mattress Mac on the Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> like $3.5 million back a few years ago. So that was a really big bet. And, and we take a lot of... Not bets of that size all the time, but a lot of seven figures, a lot of six figures. So the money certainly uh, it flows when you have a company that's in 26 states. Johnny, I, I want to ask this question. If the 49ers are favored to win, why is Patrick Mahomes favored to be the MVP? Because if the 49ers win, the chances of Purdy being the MVP are certainly lower than Mahomes. Uh, there's too many guys on the 49ers that could win that MVP award. McCaffrey, you know, McCaffrey could rush for a couple of touchdowns and break a couple of big ones. Ayuk could, you know, 
Ayuk ties in more to the quarterback. Yep. But, uh, you know, Debo and McCaffrey, those guys can actually do it on their own on just swing passes, short passes. Whereas Mahomes is the center of the Chiefs team. I mean, he the, the team goes as Mahomes goes. How heavy are you expecting action on the more frivolous props, such as, you know, Taylor Swift props and National Anthem and Coin Flip and all the rest of the nonsense that we all love about this game? Uh, the props are going to take a big piece of action. And you mentioned Taylor Swift, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Dan, uh, because we took Taylor Swift's songs, and we and for every song that we thought was popular, we put a prop up to that song. So if you if you go to our website and look, you'll see Taylor Swift songs, and there'll be something that'll be related to that song in a prop in the game. So um, we we take. This is one thing about DraftKings. We'll take the tone of a message that's out there, uh, whether it's you know Taylor Swift or uh, a celebrity or something that's happening, and we'll try to build our sportsbook world around that. And that's what we've done with Taylor Swift. And these props are really popular. And I got to tell you, the action on Kelsey's gone up too since uh, since Taylor's <laughs> been attending the games. And I'm very grateful for Taylor Swift going to the games because she has brought some new fans. To the NFL, so thank you, Taylor. Yeah, I don't know why anybody's bothered by it at all. To be honest with you, Johnny, it's it, it, it makes all the sense in the world, and uh, there's nobody really being hurt by the whole thing. So, Johnny, if I if I hear you right on anything that you're saying, just from a professional perspective, uh, you're rooting for the 49ers in this game. At this point, that would be true. Yeah. Um, you know, things can change. And, you know, the rooting only goes so far from uh, a fan's perspective and certainly a bookmaker's perspective. We just put up the game. We let the chips fall where they may. And if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. But, uh, you know, of course we'd like to come out on the positive side. But, hey, we're booking the game. We're putting it up there. People are betting it. Whatever happens, happens. At this point, we do need the 49ers, but... Come Sunday, we could need the Chiefs. It could switch that quickly, right? And I know that you're not stressed out about going out of business. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I, I wonder, Johnny, is there any data on when the money is heavy on one side like that from the public, like it is at this moment? Is that usually a win for Vegas or a loss for Vegas? Like, what's the what? What are the analytics on that? Well, it's 50-50 because you, you, you have to remember what the bookmaker has going for them is the juice. Yep. You put up 11 to win 10. Uh, so, you know, we're not, we're not the uh, prognosticators who can go out and tell you who's going to win the game, although people think that. I mean, if I was in a contest with you, Mark, and you and I had to pick 10 games, you'd probably, you know, there's a good chance you'll beat me in picking those 10 games. I'm not the greatest of handicappers, but I'm a hell of an odds maker. And that's all we do is we put up odds so that people can bet both sides. And, um, you know, and I'm good at that part of it, making numbers on stuff. But, you know, but as far as picking winners, that's not part of my that's not part of my uh, job duties. Uh, my man, it is it is awesome to hear your voice. And I will live vicariously through you this week going to the waste management and the Super Bowl uh, that is the parlay that I want. <laughs> okay, well, 
I'm going to enjoy that parlay. Yeah, enjoy it, man. Thank you so much for hopping on with us, Johnny. Mark, Dan, good talking to you guys. Have a good night. Yep. All right, Johnny. You thank too. you. Johnny Avello. Vegas' top odds maker with DraftKings. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. He is the maker. He's the market maker. John Avello, market maker. That's the dude right there. Yeah. That's that dude. No, that so, is that dude. So, and- so when you hear me now say in the future, I'm going to text my guy and see what's going on. Dude. I'm not texting Jimmy on the corner Next to the trap. Call my message phone. I'm texting that man. 
And that's that dude. That's the dude who Mama, sets the market. There goes that man. And I loved his answer to that question about, hey, you know, do you guys have a consensus? Do you have a confab and a meeting? And he paused. And I'm sure on the inside, he's like, <laughs> meeting, meeting. They answer me. He's like, I, I hang the I, number. I am the meeting. I am the meeting. I hang the damn he number. Went, he went James Harden. He's like, I'm not part of the system. I am the system. Dude, no doubt. I am the system. It's me. I hang the number, and then they follow suit. I make the call. I hang the number. So good. He talked about the Taylor Swift props, and here's some of them. And he, you know, they put up a song title, and then there's a prop that goes after it. So, for example, Antihero, one of Taylor's big hits on the uh, yes. most recent album. The Antihero prop is Brock Purdy. 250 passing yards and two passing TDs. That is plus 200. Okay. So that's the anti-hero prop. Of course, Shake It Off. Everyone knows that song. Sure. Uh, Niners to score first, but KC wins. Plus 350. Oh. So Kansas City would shake it off, shake it off. They would shake off the fact that the Niners scored first and that KC would go on to win. Niners are really good when they score first. They have not scored first in either of their playoff games so far. Deja vu is a prop. Deja vu would be KC wins exactly by 11 points because okay. they won the last Super Bowl over by the Niners. 11 points. By 11. That's plus 3,000. 30 to 1 odds that the Chiefs I, win by yeah. exactly 11. Uh, look what you made me do, prop fourth quarter and still win the game. No, I don't want to even talk Plus about 500. it. Plus 500. And uh, one more. Mine is a song. And for this one, it's obviously a Travis Kelsey prop. Kelsey, 87 or more receiving yards. Plus 190 Plus on 190. Kelsey. So oh, two to one odds. Okay. 87 receiving yards for Kelsey. That's an interesting one. Like to hit it on the number? No, oh, you're saying, 80, yeah, yeah, that's the that's the eighty seven. Got, yeah. got, got it. And there's a prop called Run, Travis Kelsey, five or more rush yards, friendship bracelets, wildest dreams. It's pretty funny. These props, you know, they named yeah. them after the songs, and then there's a prop. And after. she's got about ten or fifteen more coming out in April. She announced last night. And I mean, listen, just for a moment, if I may. No, we coach. Like, we have an hour and twenty. Well, no, Rich Orange is going to come on here in about seven minutes, but. And then I, a Velo replay. Right. And then the Orenberger replay. And then replay. replay. Yeah, exactly. Take your time. I'm going to have some M&Ms. All right. Uh, by the way, as soon as Rich is done, I'm going to the bathroom. I just want to like warn you right now. So, Grandy, as soon as Rich is done, I'm going to the restroom. And, you uh, can go mid-Orenberger. I don't want to do Ask that. Ask him an open-ended question. That feels rude. Hey, Rich, <laughs> come on our show, and I'm going to walk out on you. He won't know. Um, what Taylor Swift has done in the last 18 months of her life is one of the greatest marketing stories I've ever seen, and that is not coming from someone who is cynical and believes that the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey get-together is some sort of a ploy. I, I, I'm just not that cynical. I buy it. I think these two actually like each other. I've got zero, like beyond zero issue with the NFL showing Tay-Tay as much as they possibly can. She's a superstar. I don't understand why you wouldn't. I don't understand why anybody's bothered by it. It's not getting in anyone's way whatsoever. It has made a future for the use checks. If you like that, he's going to retire soon, and she is now set 
to be an absolute fashion icon going forward, has a licensing deal with the NFL. Like, the whole thing, I think, is fantastic. And the timing of her, which I I don't even buy this. Oh, she came late last night. Yeah, on purpose. On purpose. There's traffic. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> LA. I mean, for her to walk in to win album of the year and announce in the middle of the show a new album is coming out, dude, she's playing the world like a fiddle right now. Killing it. Absolutely yeah. killing it. First artist ever to win four album of the year awards. So she brought it home for the fourth time. Incredible performance. Although, as I just said to our YouTube audience, SZA got robbed. The album SOS was, you know, Quest and I agree. That's the one you wanted? Yeah, that's we were pulling for SZA. My son was screaming about Travis Scott, and I'm like, he wasn't even nominated. So, which, yeah. But then he was like, I'm out. I'm not even watching. I'm out. Yeah, I'm going downstairs. Yeah. I'm we actually it. recorded it, and, uh, you know, with the baby, you don't always get to watch things live. So we're, we're going to go ahead and watch, uh, watch a lot of it back today. Although I did watch the... I guess it's Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman. They did the uh, correct the fast car yes. well, duet. Luke, Luke Luke has an actual remake of, of that course, song. Yeah. Very good, very albums. popular. Yes, yes. So the the fact and Tracy they, reemerged uh, I mean, out of the shadows. What an absolute gem! Like a it's great performance, classic performer in Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman is one of those few people. I mean. It's like it's like dating a girl who doesn't need makeup. Like I mean, she just walks out there and she's like, I imagine when she's about to perform and everybody, all the staff is running around. Tracy, what do you need, Miss Chapman? What do you need? Here's what I need: I need a chair, guitar, exactly, and a microphone that works. See you on stage. Unbelievable! It was it was what incredible. a talent. I watched it what back a uh, today. I, I saw a post on Twitter or whatever, and I actually was a big, big Tracy Chapman fan yeah, when man. she came out in the '80s. So, and I haven't really followed her career because there's been no career, and she's been mostly out of the public she eye for the better part attention. of ten years. Yeah, yeah. hates attention. So for her to reemerge and do that. Last night, I thought it was incredible. I look forward to seeing the whole broadcast a little bit later today. Um, we're getting some questions on our YouTube feed as to whether or not we can update the Warrior game. If you've made the choice to stay with us on the free Odyssey app or YouTube, and the answer is hell yes. It's tip time, Mark. Hell yes. We will update the Warrior game, keep you up to date. So if you're watching us right now, hang out. And yes, we will follow along as the Warriors and Nets are about to tip, but stay with us. Ah, they lost the tip. Ah, for Christ's sake. This game's sake. over. Anyway, but we've got some other stuff, Super Bowl-related, that you really may want to hear. For instance, would you like to hear Roger Goodell responding to the 49ers' complaints about the practice field? Big time. Would you like to hear that? What do you got, Rog? We got it right here. That work is being done every single day. We've had 23 experts out there. We've had the union out there. All of them think that's a very playable surface. It's softer than what they have practiced on, uh, but that happens. Um, it's well within all of our testing standards. Uh, it is something that we think all our experts, as well as neutral field inspectors, have all said unanimously that it's a playable field. Wow. Uh, that's an offensive. 23 inspectors. That's an offensive statement. The flock it's a, out of here, It's an Goodell. offensive statement by Roger not Goodell. Five, not six. Totally. Not Nobody wants to hear our inspectors passed it. You made the Super Bowl. You get what you want. 
I don't care what Inspector Gadget says about the field. The 49ers decide how they want the field. They've earned that. They're here. They need to make a field and be like, well, it passed our inspection. Who asked you? And what kind You're of not a field? around out there. What kind of a field is we're going to slap some grass on an artificial surface and it. call it a field? Plus, this is, is that a, really the best we can do? Well, this is the same commissioner, by the way, who's decided that the field at MetLife is passable as well. Speak on it, Mark. That's passable Talk as to well. Him. Okay. That, all of our inspectors say that all 413 torn ACLs the last five years are coinkydinks. Why would you answer it that way? It's irrelevant, Raj. You get the Niners what they want, and you get it to them now. That's how this works. Well, it's it's too late because... No, it's not. Move them. It's too late because you, you probably should have had that field be up to snuff a long time ago, and so now... What are you going to do? You're going to have them both practice side by side? Maybe. <laughs> That's not going to work. You got to do something. Yeah. You can't send them out there. And my God, if somebody, oh my God, if somebody, and I won't say it out loud. Oh, you did earlier, so go ahead. If somebody, you know what. On the you know where? Dude. Dude. It's not okay. It's not okay. You don't invite the superstars to town. This would be like a concert. Taylor Swift's coming to town for a concert. And she says this stage is completely unacceptable. There, 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 there seams in it. I'm running around out here in heels. I, I, like I'm going to trip while I'm dancing. Can you imagine the arena director coming out and going, well, we had some inspectors look at it, Tay. And they say it's great. 23 inspectors, Mark. Good for your inspectors. What does that have to do with anything? Make the stars comfortable. They have earned it. I mean, Desert Desert Breeze Park is lovely. And uh, it's a 240-acre facility. Not fully developed, but I'm looking at pictures. They got a lot of grass there, Mark. Just get the Niners out there. A Trent. Hey, Debo, Desert Breeze Park in Clark County, Nevada. Just, I mean, all you're doing is running around anyway, slapping and tickling. You're not doing any real hard practicing. Just some glorified walkthroughs. Warriors are up 4-2. to It's big. Clay Thompson scored. Big if true. Uh, 121-115 was my prediction. Okay. Officially Um, on this game. I'll take the over. Anyway. Warriors down one. It's over. Ah, crap. Um, Some various Dinwiddie. Rich Rich Ornberger, Fox Sports Radio, um, our buddy, is going to join us here in a sec. Guys, let us know when he's when he's ready. Um, this is circulating on Instagram, which is coincidental because listen to what he's talking about. The San Francisco 49ers are an Instagram filter. It doesn't matter <laughs> there which you go. I quarterback. Like that. That yeah. is so good. It doesn't yeah. matter which quarterback played in this system. That's they would so look good. way better than they wow. did before going through that filter. If you put Kirk Cousins in San Francisco this year, 100%. they're going to the Super Bowl. If you put Geno Smith in the San Francisco uh, system this year, they're going to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy is off to a great start with his career, but we're looking at him through the Instagram filter of the San Francisco 49er. Do you agree with any portion of that? I mean, the Kirk Cousins piece is interesting, yep. and it's a quarterback that Kyle Shanahan reportedly had always coveted. And so you think about Kirk Cousins, a guy who's very, very accurate, 
in this system. And you can, it's not really a leap to think that Cousins in the system could be a good quarterback and could win. Would they be in the Super Bowl? I don't know. These are some of the hypotheticals that I have a hard time with because you really will never know. You never could possibly know if quarterback A was in situation B, how would they do? I know that the Geno Smith one, to me, is a much bigger reach. And how far down do we want to go on that list? If Bryce Young was in this system, would they be in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I mean, where do we stop? Well, where do we stop with this madness? Let, let's ask. Let's ask. Because uh, Rich Ornberger is, uh, I believe, on with us and uh, and ready to rock. Odyssey app and YouTube. I do give you credit for the 49ers are an Instagram filter. That's funny. That's a, That's very creative, Rich. That's really good. <laughs> it's uh look it's true it's true and it you know what instead of looking at this from only one angle uh-huh. uh look at it from this angle it's not it's not that i'm saying that brock purdy's no good because if brock purdy wasn't good he wouldn't be able to play in any system it is really hard to play in the nfl so this isn't really a commentary on brock because the quarterbacks I was comparing him, by the way, to in that commentary, in my opinion, are good quarterbacks also. What I was really pointing out was John Lynch has built a Ferrari of an offense. There are weapons everywhere you look. Kyle Shanahan is an awesome head coach and a really good play caller offensively. So when I look at the whole picture there, I really do see an Instagram filter for quarterbacks. You, you walk into that system, you are guaranteed if you're good to be successful. If you can be great at times, you can be a playoff winner. And in the case of Brock Purdy, potentially a Super Bowl winner. But does that mean that you have to be just decent or do you have to be better than just good or average in order to be as successful as Brock has? No, you got to be better than than good or average. I, I I think I I think I think Brock's off to a great start to his career. I really do. I think that he's struggled in the postseason. I think some of the composure issues in the first half of that game last week against the or two weeks ago now against the Detroit Lions, um, and then what we saw for three quarters against the Green Bay Packers, it felt like the lights got a little bright for Brock. He settled in in the second half, especially against the Lions, and he played some really, really good football. Um, but overall, I think Brock Purdy is off to a great start with his career. But, I mean, doesn't mean that he would look as good. You know, I mean, let's put it this way. If Brock was drafted to the Arizona Cardinals uh, and was trying to help them win instead of watching Kyler Murray, would he be even nearly as successful as Kyler Murray? No, probably not. You know, if he was in Washington with Ron Rivera – would he be as successful? No, probably not. But he's been paired with a great quarterback whisper of an offensive coordinator and head coach in Kyle Shanahan. And he's been, you know, uh, uh, coupled with some of the best playmakers in the league. And he's absolutely footing the bill like a, a playoff quarterback should. It's not all perfect. And I think he has learned already some hard lessons and he's got more hard lessons to learn probably but I've been impressed with Brock. I really have. I mean, it, it doesn't denigrate him to say that the San Francisco 49ers have an awesome system and he's benefiting from that system because he's doing work too. 
but there's no question in my mind that he's benefiting more from the San Francisco 49ers system than the San Francisco 49ers offensively are benefiting from Brock Purdy's play. Yeah, interesting comments. Rich Ornberger with us, Withered and Dibs. I, I, I'll say this, Rich. I think there's a baseline point that you absolutely have, which is that Kyle Shanahan makes every quarterback perform better than that quarterback probably will anywhere else. I, I think that that's a fair point. Here, here's almost my issue with it, besides the Geno Smith thing, which I, I'm going to reject that part, but fine. We could disagree there. But, but, but here's my question. Aren't you saying that Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL by far if you're saying that his system is such that half the quarterbacks in the league could take him to the Super Bowl because no other coach can say that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, him and Andy Reid, in terms of offensive system and ability to play call and play sequencing and all of the things that we've seen him do with – I mean, think about the quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan has worked with. And, I'm I, again, I'm not trying to denigrate any of them, but Matt Ryan, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo – We've seen him with C.J. Beathard have success, with Nick Mullins, to a greater or lesser extent, have some success. Um, Jimmy G., Brock Purdy. I mean, we're not talking about – we're not talking about the – we're not talking about a list of guys who you would put anywhere near, you know, the, the top ten of quarterbacks in the league most years of their career. You know, I mean, Matt Ryan was, you know, as an offensive coordinator in Atlanta – I mean, maybe he flirted with the top 10. Matt Ryan kind of reminds me almost as like a Dak Prescott, um, you know, now. It, but but Kyle Shanahan is incredible. He is absolutely incredible. I, I put his mind offensively next to some of the greatest coordinators of this generation. He's, he's, he is truly, I mean, he, he's truly transformed uh, how to attack defenses, and, and he's done it with brilliant personnel. Like, you know, we, we have to remember when we talk about the San Francisco 49ers, they're spoiled with riches with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey after that trade that was brilliant last year, and, uh, and, and George Kittle has been so incredible, and Kyle uh, Juszczyk, he's been incredible. I mean, they, they've got a lot going for them in terms of player personnel. But at quarterback, is there... Is there a coach who has done more with less? Gosh, that sounds. I, every time I try to compliment Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> it sounds like I'm completely smashing these quarterbacks. There it is. Compared to the quarterback, there it is. I know, but but I, but I'm trying to compliment Kyle Shanahan. You guys know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think Kyle Shanahan no, is a really no, but, smart guy. But Rich, but I mean, Rich, that's why I want to pin this because this is something that we hear nationally. And I'm not even saying you're wrong. I'm saying to everyone, you have to pick a side. If you're going to say that Brock Purdy <laughs> is in some way a product yeah. of a system, which on some level is what you're saying, if you're going to say that, then I want to hear in the next sentence, so therefore Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the game. Yeah, well, well I mean, look, there's still an Andy Reid. There's, there's still an Andy Reid. And I think, I think we've seen Andy Reid have a similar struggle, so to speak, in Kansas City. L look how much better Alex Smith, another 49ers quarterback, 
looked in Kansas City as compared to his time in San Francisco. He looked more consistent. He looked more confident and comfortable. He didn't play outside of himself. And this is all prior to Kyle Shanahan getting there anyways. But Andy Reid did such a nice job with Alex Smith. But he realized after, I forget what it was, maybe it was four years, five years of Alex Smith starting before they said, yeah, you know what? There's a ceiling here. You know, there's there's a ceiling, and we've reached it a couple times now. So we got to take a gamble. We got to roll the dice. We're going to stick it out with him for another season, but we're going to go trade up in the draft. We're going to get ourselves a Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to see if we can't groom this kid into being what's missing at that position on this roster because we really need that final piece. And they found it with Patrick Mahomes. But that's, that, that's, that's, that's a hell of a company to be in if I'm mentioning Kyle Shanahan's name in the same breath as Andy Reid. Because you're talking about Andy Reid who's been to four Super Bowls. He's won two of them. You know, I mean, potentially, if things work out for KC this upcoming weekend, we're talking about a three-time Super Bowl winner. I, I, you know, I, no shade to Kyle or to, to Shanahan at all. I, I think he's, he's, if he's not number one, he's number two behind Andy Reid because they, they've done so much in Kansas City during his time there. So, so I do believe that Andy Reid is a top coach in the league. And I think when it's all said and done, he'll be considered a Hall of Fame head coach. There's no question in my mind. But but Andy Reid still coaches in this league, so it's hard to say he's the top coach in the league. And you mentioned Mahomes and Andy Reid wanting to trade up and get Mahomes and ultimately coach him up and get him to be the player that he's all become to be. Do we not give Kyle Shanahan that same credit in terms, in terms of Brock Purdy and not only his system and his offensive laminated play sheet, but being able to get a quarterback and coach all these guys up to be better. Does he deserve more credit than he's actually given around the league? Yeah, I, I do. And, and frankly, I felt the same way. It's odd that they're facing each other in the Super Bowl. I felt the same way about Andy Reid with Alex Smith all those years ago because he took a three-win Kansas City team, or it was three-win or a five-win team, and he turned it into an 11-win team in one year. And it was after trading for Alex Smith and catching him up in a hurry of what his expectations were of Alex Smith. And so he helped Smith find what it was that was special about him and reclaim it in this league. And I think that Kyle Shanahan has done that with several quarterbacks, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, and we know the story from the Seth Wickersham piece. It sounded like he really was interested in Brady. They got his backup and they turned him into a, a, a Super Bowl quarterback. I mean, that, that was just incredible work. I, I think Kyle Shanahan, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's done so far in his career. And I really hope for his sake, I really hope for Niners fans' sake that, you know, they they can win a Super Bowl and they can they can celebrate either, you know, an amazing game by Brock Purdy where he, you know, where he announces his arrival as one of these great quarterbacks in the NFL. And, and pokes a lot of eyes on the way doing it, including my own. Because like I said, I, I consider him a second-tier quarterback working with an elite coach. He has flashes of greatness, but I don't know if there's the consistency there yet. I think 
Kyle Shanahan, though, is a great coach who's probably underrated for how much he gets out of players, especially at that position. Rich Ornberger, Fox Sports Radio, six years in the league, former teammate of Tom Brady, and so that's why, Rich, I want to ask you this. People get their, boy, the hair on the back of the neck goes freaking crazy whenever Brock Purdy's name gets brought up in the same sentence as Joe Montana because of the size and Tom Brady because of the draft status. But I heard you last week talking about how early in Brady's career, it was Belichick that sort of set him up for success. We were playing around looking at the box score of the Super Bowl the first time Tom Brady won it. He only threw for 145 yards. It's not like he was out there slinging it. So tell me this. Let's just be courageous and go there. How would you compare the start, just the start, of Tom Brady's career and the start of Brock Purdy's career? They are insanely comparable. It is eerie how comparable they are. It really is. Now, in fact, Brock Purdy actually probably has an edge here, a slight edge, because he started more games in college than Tom Brady. You know, And so I look at Brock Purdy as kind of going through it a little bit more, playing in bigger moments, all throughout the course of his career as compared to Brady at Michigan. But they like low round draft picks, injuries foisted them into action, better play than anybody expected, uh, and early success that really led the team almost forcing the team's hand to stick it out with them for at least one more year. Tom Brady says it himself. He says, if, if the tuck rule game was the end of the season, that would have been it. That, I, Bledsoe would have been the starting quarterback, and then who knows what, what happens next. But the tuck rule wasn't the end of that game, and Vinatieri did knock that kick through at uh, the end of that season, and Vinatieri did knock that kick through, and he went on to appear in 10 Super Bowls, winning seven of them. You know, so I, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy's career is going to mimic Tom Brady's you know, seamlessly. I, I'm sure there's going to be divergence here soon. But over the first two seasons, there are eerie similarities between how they've gotten started. And like I said, even though I look at Brock Purdy now through this prism of, okay, you know, he's, he's probably a second-tier quarterback and he's being elevated by the players around him and, and his coaching staff, especially Kyle Shanahan, we could have easily said the same thing about Tom Brady in the early 2000s. But at some point... It, it switched. At some point, Tom Brady became Tom Brady. And then the world came to Tom Brady, came to the New England Patriots to play with Tom Brady. If Brock Purdy keeps it up, if he keeps improving, if we see like almost like a Josh Allen-esque improvement year over year over year where he just seemed to get better and better and better the first four years of his career, Brock Purdy very easily could have multiple touchdowns, or I should say, say, say uh, he could potentially have two Super Bowl victories under his belt before he has five years in the NFL. That's a reality. Yeah, and that's basically what uh, Tom was doing when he came out and won in 01, 03, and 04, and he started in 00, but yeah. actually didn't play. And Rich, it's interesting when you lay out the comparisons because Tom Brady, his first full year when they won the Super Bowl, was 22nd in the NFL in passing yardage, he only threw for 189 and a half yards per game. So he was 
I mean, way down the list behind Warner, Manning, Favre, and the rest of them. So I, I do think that the comp is is a fair one. So, so Rich, when we look at the Super Bowl and we get to Sunday, which way are you leaning in terms of who wins the game? Is it the superstar QB with a great coach or the overall better roster and also a great coach? Yeah, geez, it, this is one of those matchups where if this was, I mean, look, I mean, the Niners are are slim favorites here, deservedly so for the way they played throughout the majority of the regular season, the way they came back against the Lions. And I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, they've still got some problems and they reared their head in the second half against the Baltimore Ravens. That offense still isn't quite right. It looked better against the Dolphins in the divisional round, but against the Baltimore Ravens in the second half, they got hemmed in pretty good. So, yeah, whether the 49ers are a slight favorite to pick them, I really do think it's a coin flip. I lean, I lean slightly more, I lean slightly more to the Chiefs side of the fence. And here's the only reason I think experience matters. I remember back in 2012 when I was with the Patriots and we went to the Super Bowl site in Indianapolis, we we're getting ready to play the Giants. It, it, it was my first experience there. And I wasn't even going to play in the game because I was in uninjured reserve. And I remember the entire week, you couldn't focus on anything else other than the game. You kept getting asked about the game. Your family's flying in town. They're asking you about the game. Are you nervous? You know, you have media days. I mean, everybody's being interviewed. Everybody is surrounding you. It, it, like, it's a very uncomfortable and unfamiliar situation. And it's uncomfortable and unfamiliar to most of the players on the 49ers. I think, I think Daniel Kilgore is the only guy who actually played on this roster in the last Super Bowl. And so there's very limited experience as to how Super Bowl week operates, you know, for the San Francisco 49ers or period for a lot of these guys on this roster. So I think that experience is actually going to benefit the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that it is going to have an impact on the game. And as we discussed earlier, I, I feel like Brock Purdy had those moments where the big lights of the moment in the divisional round, in the NFC Championship game, it caught up with him a little bit. And we know that's not going to happen to Patrick Mahomes. So I give, a, I give a slight edge to the Chiefs in this one. But like I said, this could easily be a coin flip for me. Um, now go ahead and answer that question again, but say it differently. <laughs> Try it again, Rich. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I will. I will. So check this out. I'll, I'll do it differently. So listen, the Kansas City Chiefs, it was a rough ride all season offensively for them, and it reared its head in the postseason. And there have been distractions. Taylor Swift, Kadarius Toney. I mean, Andy Reid even have, had a tragic situation with his family. So there, there, there have been things that I'm sure have gotten in the way of concentrating completely and solely on football for the Chiefs. And plus, you know, they've got that perfect practice field at the Raiders facility. They're being toddled all week while the San Francisco 49ers are slogging it out at UNLV. So for all those reasons, I say the 49ers will win Super Bowl 58. Yeah, there that, you was, go. that was much, much better. better that was, thank that was, you, thank <laughs> you for making that adjustment. That was well done. And luckily, we, we do mulligans here on this program. So you used your mulligan and you hit it in the fairway. Breakfast ball, guys. Thank you so much. Perfect, perfect. All right, thanks for talking to us, buddy. It's always good to hear you. You got it, Mark. You got it, Dibs. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, Rich. There it is. Rich Ornberger predicting the 49ers will win the Super Bowl. Eventually predicting that the 49ers (laughs) would win. He he got around to it. Yeah.
Yeah. Listen, it's Vegas. We twist your arm. You do what we totally, say. Totally, yeah. Right? I said say the 49ers are going to win. You hear me? 1-800-BET-BET-BET. <laughs> We're going to try that again, Rich. Do it now. Here's an idea. Right. Try it again. Go ahead and re-rack that guy. Totally. Uh, so, yeah, there it is. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.